0: I apologize for the Genesis chapter four. Genesis chapter four. In uh, I asked asked Brother Steve if he wanted to go ahead and do it again this week, and uh, he said no. I'll take a break. So, but uh, I know I'm. I told my Sunday school class. uh, I'm gone quite a bit. God's just blessing. And uh, the churches are starting back up. their are bus ministries, and they're wanting new buses. I had two churches, again, call me this week looking for uh, buses. And I had a guy call me today that he's found a couple of them. So things are, are God's just meeting the needs. God's just taking care of it. And a lot of things going on and so and I apologize for being not being here on Wednesdays, but uh God's just doing some miraculous things and uh you know it's that's what it's all about, it's getting people to church. Boys and girls, adults, whatever, just getting getting them to church to hear the gospel. So we're gonna be in Genesis chapter four. We're continuing on looking at uh different chapters uh, in Scripture, looking at them, some things that are there, and uh, we you know, continue on into that. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for your, your love and your goodness. Lord, uh, there's a lot of hurting people in the world. and Lord, uh, we just pray that you would put your hand of protection and uh, guidance around and just put your arms around them. Lord, we pray for the people in the Ukraine, and uh, Lord, our missionaries are there and other missionary families. uh, And uh, there, those some that are trying to leave, they've been sitting in their car for two days trying to get out. So, Lord, just pray you'd meet the needs there. But, Lord, this evening we just pray that you'd meet with us, Lord, and uh, the things we look at, Lord, I just pray that you'd uh, speak to our hearts this evening through your Word. Thank you for the young people that are in the back and the teenagers. Pray you would bless their class, and uh, Lord, just ask this now in Jesus' name, Amen. Genesis chapter four. If you've been around church, any at all, you've we've you've read this chapter. People, uh, pastors have preached out of the chapter, broke things down, and showed you. So, uh, nothing new. We're just going to re- do some refreshing tonight. Look at some things here in Genesis chapter 4. So in verse in Genesis chapter 4, verse number 1, it said, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his son Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel... He also brought of the firstlings of the flocks and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering, but unto Cain and his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance falling? We, uh, in our Sunday school class, we've been looking at the book of Malachi. And in Malachi, the, the, the Jews are the same. They're asking questions. You know, they're kind of questioning God. Why, why is this? Why is this? So in the same thing here, we see in, in, in verse number 6, And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, thou shalt not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. We're going to leave off reading there for a few moments and go back and catch up on some things. But in verse number one, Adam knew Eve and his wife conceived. You know, and here's a, a great, you know, it's all, it's all good. But here's a great chapter about Cain killing Abel. And it's one of the great chapters of the Bible concerning the way of salvation. And we're going to look at that. But here in, in verse number one, we see that the word Cain means acquisition. He's a he's a type of selfishness. And obviously, Cain was a very selfish man as we'll look at that. And again, you know, this, this is studying it and looking at it. You know, at, <coughs> Cain was a, a selfish man. And as we look at this, he thought that this was... You know, when you read after certain Bible scholars and things that... that, But back in uh, chapter 3, verse number 15... Well, look at verse number 13... It said, "And the Lord God said, and then verse number 14, and the Lord God said, so the Lord's speaking here, God's speaking in verse number 15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. So God is, you know God was speaking to Adam and Eve and telling them things, and told Eve that she, the Messiah was going to come from her. So you know uh, Eve thinks here, uh, Cain is born. She thinks that Cain is the Messiah, that God has given her the seed. Because notice, I have gotten a man from the Lord. In verse number 2, I mean verse number 1, and I have gotten a man from the Lord. And that a man is the same interpretation as the God-man. So Eve here in her thoughts thinks that God told her. So here she is, she thinks that Cain is the Messiah. And because God had promised her that the the seed was going to be out of her, from her. But we look at, you know, that's, she thought this. Now Eve had, you know, had, had been promised this. And no doubt, you know, God had been talking to them and telling them. In this particular time, God's walking with them and talking with them. And she thought that Cain was going to be the Messiah. And then in verse number two, we see where Abel comes, and she she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Abel's name name means exaltation, and so that you know Abel was Abel was a spiritual man. He walked with God, and God taught talk, and talked with God, and met God's conditions. So you have the two young, you know, the two brothers here. One of them. And I'll re- reference this too, but we, we, in Sunday school, we talked about we, we accept so many things today. You know, the, in, in Christianity, and in the way of life, it's in Proverbs. Let me, let me give you this scripture. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 12. We're going back to looking at Cain. Cain is, you know, we're going to skip some of it. Cain's bringing an offering to God. The offering comes from the ground. Cain wants to bring what he feels like is, you know, God wants a, a bloody sacrifice. God wants a lamb slain, and Cain is thinking, I, I'm doing, you know, I'm not trying to par- you know, hurt scripture or anything, but Cain is, I've raised these crops and I'm going to bring vegetables and, and fruits and all this, and why isn't this going to be good enough? And we talked about, you know, in Proverbs chapter 14, in verse number 12, and this is, this is the problem. It says, there's a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So Cain thinks, hey, my, why is not my sacrifice good enough? But, but God had already told them what He wanted in order in for sacrifice. So Cain, you know, we're looking at it. Cain gets upset because God's not accepting his, but He accepted Abel, and it shows that Abel was a spiritual man. God talked to him. Cain was the selfish one. Cain's I'm gonna you know we we got this deal that you know I don't know who the singer was, but you know I, I did it my way. You know, and that's in, we're in that Christianity of today, the same thing, where we think it's right. But God said it's not right. We have, you know, and I know I'm hashing if you're in my Sunday school class and stuff, but we have women pastors. That's okay. We have lesbian pastors. We have homosexual pastors. It's all, everything's Okay. Well, that's okay. God, you know, no, God has said it in His book. He's put it in here the way that He wants it. But, the, and like we showed it in Proverbs, man thinks that it's okay. Cain thought that his offering was okay. I brought vegetables. I've done this. But you have to remember the the ground was cursed. And God didn't want the sacrifice out of the ground. So God told them how they wanted it to be. And in the process of, here, look in verse number 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Cain didn't understand. You know, and Again, in the process of time, they knew that it was a time to bring the offering, a time to bring the sacrifice. It could have been on, on the Sabbath day. But no doubt God had instructed Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. He had instructed them. He's, he's talking to them and concerning the Sabbath, and concerning the blood sacrifice. So it, you know, here it is, it's time to bring it. Well, Cain refuses to bring a blood sacrifice. He brings a bloodless sacrifice, a bloodless offering to the Lord, from the, because it's, it says, from the fruit of the ground. And Cain doesn't understand why you don't accept this. But, but God had already told him it takes a blood sacrifice. And in in verse number four, we say in verse, and Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his and to his offerings. So see, God expected a blood sacrifice. He didn't want the things grown from the ground that man could do. That man's, you know, this is what I, you know, I've tilled the ground, I've planted, I've done this, I've worked it. God didn't want that. God wanted a blood sacrifice. And I'm going to tie it together in just a few moments. All that, but that's the reason that he was upset. He, he told Cain, you know, he, he, he told Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, uh, the sacrifice that you have needs to be a blood sacrifice. And he and told them how he needs to do it and the, the blood. And the Bible says there's no remission, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And so God you know, had told them, this is what the sacrifice is. So Cain, uh, again... Looking at his character, he's, you know, he's a, he's a selfish, selfish person. He wants to do it my way. And when we start doing stuff our way, we get in trouble. I want to do it my you know I'm going to do it this way. I don't care what, and you may not have ever heard this, but I don't care what the Bible says. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it the you way. Know, I don't think that's wrong. It doesn't matter what we think, folks. It's what the Word of God says. We can, you know, we can think ourselves straight into hell because I don't think... Not, I'm, I've heard people say, well, I don't think God would send anybody to hell. Well, God doesn't. He gives us a way unto salvation. He doesn't send us to hell. We send ourselves because we just don't believe. So that's the same, you know, here we see that in, in, the, very, in the very beginning, Cain is selfish, He's, he's going to do it his way. I, this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring um, all my vegetables or fruits or whatever he may have brought. And God had told him he wanted a blood sacrifice. And then, <clears throat> again, we read in verse number 4, where Abel brought the sacrifice, the blood sacrifice, because he knew this was according to God's plan. And there's several things that Abel realized in this offering. First of all, Abel realized he was a sinner. Then he realized that he was under the the condemnation of God because of his sin. And third, he realized that he must have a blood sacrifice to pay for the penalty of his sin. This sets the basis for our salvation. Dr. Barnhart wrote, The highway to the cross was now here, and talking about Genesis chapter 4, that the highway to the cross is now is firmly established. So we see it right here. The plan of salvation here, I wish I, you know, let me just read. Here the first lamb is seen. And there's the one lamb for one man. Here, and as we're looking in chapter 4, one lamb for one man. That, and let me put, no I won't put anything here. One lamb for one man. Later at the Passover, which is in Leviticus chapter 16, you see it's one lamb for a whole family. Then you, I mean, I'm sorry, that's an Exodus. Then in Leviticus, then in then the day of atonement, there will be one sacrifice for the nation. That's, and we see that in Leviticus, and finally in John chapter one, verse number twenty nine. Finally, it's Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. So the the foundation here in, in in Genesis chapter four was the foundation to the for the salvation. The foundation was laid. Right here is one lamb for one man. God told them what to do. Okay, your sacrifice needs to be. Your offering is one lamb. One sacri- one sac- the lamb that sacrificed, the blood sacrifice. That's what you have to do. Then Abel knew that. Abel knew that he had to be, you know, the had to sacrifice the lamb. And God's attitude towards, uh, toward the sacrifice, look in verse number five. But unto Cain, some, some interesting thing. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And, you know, folks, we, we see it in today's time. The Word of God says this is the what you need to do. This is the way you need to do it. But you tell people that, their countenance becomes very wroth. You start telling people how they should, what they should, and what they shouldn't do, and it needs to be done like this, and it needs to be done like this. And it's based not on, on the pastor's word, it's based on the word of God. And their countenance will fall because there's some areas that we're selfish in. And don't cross that line and tell me what I can, what I'm not telling you anything. The Word of God. We need to study the Word of God. We, we study to show ourselves approved unto God. So when you start studying the Word of God, it doesn't your countenance doesn't fall. The Holy Spirit inside of you convicts you from the things that you're doing. Or, or you know, we, Y'all may all be perfect. But the Holy Spirit convicts me. You know that, that thought you had, or the words that you said to somebody. They I mean they pierced them. We were voting yesterday, and I'm sitting down next to this lady, and one of her friends comes up and hugs her, and she said it must be hard, and she just burst into into tears, and the lady walked off, and I said, "Ma'am, is there anything that I can do?" I said, "I'm." Apparently, you've lost a loved one or something recently. And she said, yes, but it's okay. See, sometimes we, you know, we, we say things that it, it just triggers something off. But the same thing, you know, somebody may say something and our countenance falls. Because, you know, here, verse number six, and the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? Why are you, you know, why has our countenance fallen? Because Adam and Eve and Abel, they knew what to do. So did Cain. But Cain just thought, I'm going to do it. Why isn't this good enough? I did this. Why isn't it good enough? Verse number 7. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? If you do what's right, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. God's telling him here, look, you do what you're supposed to. You know, it's accepted. But you're the one that's turning around. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to do it that way. And God's talking about, here, sin lieth at the door. If you read after and you study some of this, that sin that lies at the door. God had put a lamb at the door for Cain to sacrifice. That's what it's, the sin lieth at the door. You have a sacrifice, you have a lamb at the door that you, that to be sacrificed here. And so he's saying, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desires. That lamb's going to do what you want it to do. That's the reason they sacrifice lambs. If you, you know, study lambs, we don't have time to go through it. But lambs are the meekest animals. They'll do whatever you want them to do without any... You know, I, don't, I didn't grow up on a, a ranch or a farm. I did a lot of, a good friend of mine, when we were in high school and stuff, he had to take care of cattle, take care of horses. You know, the cattle, they get their own mind. They're going to go whichever way they want to. You know, so you have to herd them and stuff. But a, a, a lamb, they'll just walk right into the to the gate, walk right into where they're supposed to go. And that's what he's telling them here. That lamb... And unto thee shall be his desires, and thou shalt rule over him. God told him, I, make, I made a way for you, it's here. And, but Cain didn't want to accept that. And verse number 8, And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. So it, you know, Abel, he, he had the blood sacrifice, Cain didn't want to have the blood sacrifice. Cain wanted it to be his doing. He brought what he wanted to bring. God rejected it. He told him, you know, come out, of the, you know, I'm, I want a blood sacrifice. And that's how our salvation is set, folks. It's from the blood sacrifice. If the Lord Jesus Christ hadn't gone to the cross and gave up his life, and was crucified, and was buried, and rose again for us, if if He hadn't shed His blood for the world, we're here for no reason. There's nothing that we can do to earn our way, to buy our way to heaven. God paid the price for us. So it started all the way back in Genesis that God wanted a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice for the sins. And I've told people... Thank goodness that we're under grace and that God, Jesus, went to the cross and for once He was crucified and was buried and He rose again. We don't have to go through all this sacrificing that you read in the Old Testament when you, when you stop and think and you study of all the things that they had to do, all the sacrifices that they make, and all the things that were, had to go through and do this and do this. God in His great infinite and mercy and, and wisdom sent His Son. And by, just by simple believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, that He has saved my soul, it was, paid for, it was paid for. And that's, again, what Dr. Barnhouse said. The highway to the cross was now firmly established. Here the first lamb is seen. One lamb for one man. Back then, one lamb for one man. <clears throat> Later at the Passover was a lamb for the family. Then the Day of Atonement, there will be one sacrifice for the nation. That's the nation of Israel. And finally, it was Christ who takes away the sin of the world. It was set. It was a it was a blood sacrifice, and that's the reason you know that a, that Cain's wasn't accepted. And God, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, the Lord had respect unto Abel's to his offering, but unto Cain, to his offering, he had not respect. You know, and perhaps in those, <clears throat> excuse me, perhaps God in those days, maybe he showed, you know, pleasure in an offering by, you know, a consuming fire. You know, and perhaps, we don't know, but perhaps he, you know, Abel brought his, and he, he was consumed by fire. And I'm not, you know, it just, but God wants a blood sacrifice. So we see in God's patience, God was, was patient with, with Cain. He made a way, he gave him a way to, you can get out, you know, here, look, here it is. I've given you this. I've given you the lamb is sitting at the door. It's, and Cain rejected that. God was still giving him another chance. God gives us a chance. You know, and thank God when we do things that the Holy Spirit convicts us that we can come to God and bring whatever it may be in our lives and lay it before the Lord and ask God to forgive us, whatever it may be. The problem is, is a lot of times people will come down to the altar and, you know, I've got this. this, Lord, take this away from me. Take this away from me. And we we come down and we, you know, Lord, please help me with this and help me with this. And we get starting to go back to our seat and we reach back and we pick it up and we bring it with us. We don't let God take care of it. We've come to a place where we believe that God just can't take care of the the situations that we're in. And folks, I... I wouldn't, if it was, if it was me, I I wouldn't want anybody to suffer. But you know, God puts people in certain places, and He shines His glory upon that particular person. His glory just shines about it because they've they've come through this this situation. They've come through this hardship. When I was in uh, Virginia a couple weeks ago, we drove on up the coast, and uh, a man named Leon lives there, and I don't, I don't have the time frame exactly right, but six months, a year ago, his wife was up walking around and, and doing everything, doing housework, and, and one morning she woke up and she told him, she says, I can't, I can't move. She, all her body functions has just stopped. And they've been praying for her and, and her daughter's a nurse, and they've che- you know, they checked her out and, and things, and they, they can't fi- figure out what's happened. But see, here this man, he has, uh, it's called the Master's Ranch. It's a hundred-acre ranch there in uh, Maryland. And he has kids come every summer. He does, and he's got, there's a big church there and all this, and he's built it. I mean, just a great work. Here he is working for God. And his wife takes sick. And we're sitting there talking to him, and he said, I was with Brother Ballard. He said, Brother Ballard and Brother Guffey, he said, that wouldn't change anything. He said, we don't know why this happened. He said, but we, we wouldn't change anything because in the last year, we've seen God just shine through our lives and through our ministry. And, she, and you know, if we're not careful, we become cain and we become selfish. And why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Well, sometimes it's happening It's happening." So God can get the glory of the things that he's bringing us through, or bringing somebody through, and we look back. I don't mean to embarrass him, but to see Brother Ralph walk in Sunday morning and be able to preach Sunday morning of all the things that he's gone through. And I'm not lifting him up, but I'm lifting God up. God's the one that did it. God's the one that brought him down here and and brought him back and, and gave him the strength to sit here and preach a word about salvation. And his heart is... I don't want anybody to die and go to hell. I want people to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ offered a sin sacrifice for the whole world. And again, it started out by one man, one lamb. Then it went for one lamb for the family. You ever, I know you have. But that one lamb, just think if you were the firstborn, and there was supposed to have been a blood sacrifice, that's supposed to have been applied, and your dad was a, you know, we're just, but your dad was a procrastinator. And you knew what was supposed to be done, and God knew what was supposed to be done, and you're the firstborn, and you're sitting there, and you're thinking, it's getting time, Dad. I don't see the blood on the door. Uh, you know, uh, well, son, I know. I know best. I know what to do. No, thank God that the dads were in tune with God, and God said, "This is what you need to do." So when I pass by, I'll pass over you. <coughs> I'm no scholar, okay? So, but you know, people call it the death angel. The Word of God calls it, God passed by. It wasn't a death angel, God passed by. So, we're one lamb for the family. Then one lamb for the nation of Israel. And then one lamb, one sacrifice for the whole world. We put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And folks, we're looking at times right now, the trumpet could sound at any moment. The things that need to be set in place are pretty well there according to Scripture and stuff. So the trumpet could sound at any moment and we'd be out of here. But that's what Brother Ralph said Sunday morning. We need to make sure that we know that we've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. Don't let our selfishness. Don't let, well, this is good enough. Why does he accept this and not that? So there's consequences. There's consequences. In verse number 8, And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. So now then, Cain has gotten upset. Again, this is nothing new. Most of you know it. I've heard that. I've heard that. See, Cain got upset, got upset at the Lord because he wouldn't accept his sacrifice. Now you see the, the falling away. Now then Cain doesn't like his brother. he commits murder, and then he lies to God. So it's just a regression. You know, well, I'm upset. No you know, we had to clarify stuff. I'm not talking about anybody or anything. but our sin, if we're not careful, will put us in a regression. Well, you know, I don't think. It's not what we think. It's what the Word of God says. Well, that's not going to hurt me. That's not going to hurt me. Cain probably thought the same thing. It's not going to hurt to bring vegetables, to bring stuff from the ground as an offering. And then when it was rejected, then he regresses even more. He kills his brother because his brother, his, his sacrifice was accepted. Cain's wasn't. And then verse number 9, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? So now you see the regression here. He's upset because God didn't accept the sacrifice, but God had told him what he wanted. But I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And we showed you in Proverbs. And then, now then... He's upset because he didn't, he didn't accept the sacrifice. Well, you just think you're better than me. No, that's, that's not what it is at all. It's God. And folks, I know it's not, but, you know, people think, well, you think you're better than me. Absolutely not. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I just think that, that I just know that I'm saved and that I'm born again and that I'm a child of God. And what God says is what I try to do. Do I, do I hit the mark? No. But I try. This, you see, the regression that happens, once we get mad at God, the regression starts. Cain got upset at the Lord because he didn't accept it. Then Cain kills his brother. Now Cain lies to God. And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto, unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto her strength. A fugitive, a vagabond, shalt thou be in the earth. And, and Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I could bear Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I hid. He's making, you know, he's, he's, he's Lord, he, he's, he's given his all right here. But he's already, you know, we've already looked at what he did up there, and now then Cain is, you know, he's begging for forgiveness. My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and there shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Verse 15, And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whomsoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any, lest any finding him should kill him. So you read on down. We're going to... But you read on down into the last part of it here, Cain goes away, he uh goes into the land of Nod, he builds a city and, and names it Enoch. And in that city here, he you know, he thinks it's because it's Enoch, that he's dedicated the, the city back to what you know God has made his his decision. But See, the, the, the things that kept going in, ver, in verse number uh, eight, or 17. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch, and builded the city, and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. And Enoch was born in Irad. and Arad begot Mahujael, and Mahujael begot Methusel, Methusel begot Limelech. Limelech is Cain's great, great great grandson so it's you know he's in the bloodline of Cain now you, you know, Limelech took unto him two wives For, you know, so here you, you, you see what's happening in the line here he's, this is the first polygamist in scripture is uh, Limelech and Limelech took two wives the name of the one was Ida the name of the other was Zillah and Ida Bear Jabel, and it tells you here what Jabel was. He was the uh, he, he was the first one to build tents. You know, he was a wanderer, and his brother's name was Jubal, and Jubal was he made the uh, the handle of the harp and the organ, so he made the musical instruments. And it says uh, on up, I want to get finished. But Jubal Cain, uh, uh, he was he he worked. He was a metal artist. He made things out of metal. But in, in verse number 23, again, you see this. Here you see that Limelech was the great-great-grandson. He was the first polyamist. He, you know, he, he wrote songs. He was the first songwriter in Scripture. And in verse number 23, we see where Limelech, is, he's the second murderer in Scripture. And Limelech said unto his wives, Ida and Zelah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Limelech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man by my woundings and a young man to my hurt. So it just, you know, it be. Folks, I'm not in scripture. Nothing, you know. But, you know, I understand Cain's. But did God put Cain in here to show us that our actions have consequences. Cain. Knew what he was supposed to do. Cain knew the sacrifice that was supposed to be brought. He didn't want it, so his, he became wroth and his countenance fell. So, we, and the, the thing that I want to end up with or end on we need to make sure in our lives, whatever it may be, it, it may be a trial, it may be sa- sickness that our countenance doesn't fall away from God you know God doeth all things well and we've in scripture uh, I've I've been reading a story and I'm working on a, a, a message of Sarah and but we never know in our lives what God has for us to do. And if we get to the point where Cain was and we get upset and our countenance falls and we turn from God, the things that God may want to do in our lives for him through us, we ruin there may be, you know, God may have had a lot of things for Cain to do, but Cain became—he didn't bring the sacrifice that God wanted him to bring. He turned against, and Cain turned against. He went, he, his countenance fell, and in that line of Cain, you see the first polygamist comes. Then the second murderer in Scripture is in the line of Cain. So we have to be careful what we do in our lives, and especially. When, you know, good things, bad things, whatever that comes, we need to remember to give God the glory. God's going to do, God wants to do something in our lives. So we don't want to turn our countenance uh, and our countenance fall When some things happen or we don't understand some things, we just want to continue on for what God would have us to do and let the blessings that God has to flow through us. We don't want it to stop and make it a different direction. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for loving us. Lord, pray now that you'd be with us in the the, uh, prayer requests that will be taken up. And Lord, in our daily lives, help us to be diligent to lift others up. Lord, to pray for others, to intercede for those that in harm's way, Lord, that may be sick. Lord, we just pray that you heal their bodies and bring them back. Lord, help us to be diligent in our lives to help others and to pray others and to lift others up. Be with those that are away, be with those that are sick, in Jesus' name. Amen.